Well, good Friday morning, Delaware. Welcome to Off the Shelf. I'm your host, Nicole Fowles. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Molly myers Labady. Good morning. It's a beautiful, it's a snowy Friday It is morning. cold. It's, yeah, well, it's cold. It is cold. It's, I had the furry hat out. <laughs> it's been cold all week. Um, I enjoyed the drive-in, though, um, because the snow has melted off the roadways, so I felt safe. That is nice, I yes. I do appreciate that. We are here this morning with two very special guests. If you were listening to The Breakfast Club prior to Off the Shelf, then you have already been graced with mm-hmm. their wonderful presence. Um, but if you are just tuning in exclusively for uh, Off the Shelf, then this is a gift for you. Oh, um, yes, it is. We are here with Warren Heyer, the executive director of the Central Ohio Symphony. Good morning. Here, I'll let you. All right, good morning. Now <laughs> you can hear me. And uh, Warren has brought with him um, their their premier soloist, the wonderful Aisha Syed Castro, who will be performing this Saturday. Thank you so much. That's very kind. We are so happy to so have excited. you. Aisha is a virtuoso violinist. Mm-hmm. Um, she will be performing with the Central Ohio Symphony this Saturday at 7.30 p.m., and um, you've got a number of wonderful things that you have coming. So for our regular listeners, we're going to kind of change things up a little bit. We're going to interview at the first half of the show and then stay tuned after the break because then we're going to go into some some books and events and other yes. things like that that we regularly talk about. But one of the things that I wanted to kind of start with is one of the reasons why we've got you on the show today is because we have this new thing. It's called a culture pass, and it is a really incredible benefit, especially for our Delaware County Library youth card holders. Right. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us more? Yes. Well, for anybody who is high school age or younger who has a library card to actually any one of three libraries. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be the Ashley Warren Staff Library. Yep. That would be the Community Library of Sunbury and, of course, the Delaware County District Library and all its branches. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. If they have a library card, they can come to the concert and get in at no cost. I love that. On top of that, if they have the library card and come with a parent, they can get in for $14, which is less than half price for yes. the concert. Oh, I love well, it. We did We did have a question, and maybe you can help us clarify this while we're here on air today. If one child uh, comes with two parents, do both parents get that discount? Sure, we can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about three parents, but right, two right. parents, yes. yes. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, this is a really nice benefit that um, we are so happy. And uh, we've got a number of other institutions that are part of our Culture Pass uh, system that we've just introduced Hmm. this year. But Warren was saying that you are the Delaware County, like, representative. We are it. Right. So, um, Aisha, you mm-hmm. are, I just need to read like a little bit of your bio because this is, this is absolutely it's amazing. amazing. Um, I was blown away that you are the honorary cultural goodwill ambassador by the Dominican Republic government. Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> that was a very big deal for me. Um, the president, um, the executive, um, power there in Dominican Republic, they, invested me as the cultural ambassador for the country and it's it's been amazing representing uh, my country officially if you will uh in an honorary manner um throughout the world so that's very beautiful for me that is absolutely gorgeous you have been you made your debut performance um becoming the youngest Dominican to perform with the Dominican Symphony Orchestra at age 11 but I'm sure you've been playing violin since age five since age age five wow (laughs) What, what drew you to the instrument? Well, actually, my sister, she um, began playing before me. She's about four years older. She's now a, a doctor in medicine, so nothing to do with music. <laughs> but um, I, I became to, to love the, the, I came to love the instrument because of her. And um, 
then I had that opportunity to debut when I was 11. And then at age 13, the, the huge blessing to be accepted by God's grace as, as the first Latina at the Yehudi Menuhin School in London. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was um, a big thing for me. Then I went to the RCM and I also was offered um, a, that's Royal College of Music in London. And I was also offered a full scholarship at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama, which is where people like Jacqueline Dupre studied. Oh, wow. yeah. um, and uh, the RCM people like Leopold Stokowski, um, Gustav Holst um, <laughs> studied. So Just, you know, that small was names. A, yes. huge, a huge thing for me, um, by God's grace. Yeah, That is so wonderful. I have a question. Do you have any advice for parents who want to get their stu- their kids started in music are there any tips or suggestions or advice? I know I took piano for eight years and I can't play anything. <laughs> um, I, I loved, you know, messing around with my sisters. But do you have any advice for parents who might be interested in getting their kids into music? Look out for what their wishes are and then try mm-hmm. to to enhance them. Because many times, um, as a parent myself, um, we want to sort of, I don't want to use the, the word force, but to mm-hmm. make them like what we like. Um, yes. And that may not go down so well uh, in the long term. <laughs> so if we look out for those talents and those natural abilities that they have and then enhance them yes. and say to them, would you like to go to this class? And then when they decide to do so, follow up because although Mm they may love what they do we are the ones that have in our power to uh, make them learn discipline in in a good yeah. way so that they don't waste, waste their time having said that though my sister who's now a doctor in medicine she still plays whenever she picks up a violin and um she had a uh, encephalitis with uh, in her brain a very bad illness and once she started to to play the violin again that sort of helped her heal. So music has many different uh, wonderful abilities. So we can go to a concert and enjoy it. We can also have music therapy. So um, Mm -hmm. I would advise anybody to to take up classes and to make their their kids take up classes because it's a blessing. Well, I always say I may not have learned to play the piano, but I've learned to appreciate music. I have a love to go to the symphony and the, you know, I may be a little tone deaf on playing it myself, but I just really enjoy being in that atmosphere, having, you know, anytime the symphony plays and you're surrounded in those sounds, it's just magical. Yeah, and I was going to say that, you know, having, going to a concert and seeing somebody yes. like Aisha play can also provide great inspiration. You just never yeah. know when that magic moment will happen when somebody Mm-mm. says, I want to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very true. I think that's a great segue into a little bit of what you're going to do with your day to day. So once we wrap our interview here, you will be heading back up to Delaware City Schools and spending some time there with students today. So what's that going to look like? Absolutely. Whenever I travel around the world, I ask um, the person that's leading the organization of the event to um, schedule uh, either a visit to a school or a hospital or hospice. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, as a Christian, I was telling Warren, it's kind of like a social tithing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that when you do that, you connect with the community on a level that maybe you don't when you perform at a concert. Um, and hopefully that inspires them to attend the concert mm-hmm. later on um, in, in the evening or the next day. And and for me, it's, it's, it's all about giving and, and getting actually back more than I give. So mm-hmm. I enjoy those visits very much. Yeah. So we are going up to uh, Dempsey Middle School to try uh, catch at least one orchestra and maybe two of them. But one of the things is that the teachers have been preparing for her oh, to come. I love and they've, it. they've told her and they've they've watched her play some, and they were actually playing a piece by Paganini, which is noted for being extremely fast and all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the students looked at the teacher and said, 
So did they speed that up on the video? Oh, oh my gosh. The answer is no, they didn't. <laughs> so they're, they're all energized already for her oh, to come. They're going to be watching to see how fast you go today. <laughs> right. I, I'm thinking that, yes. Is your visit today tied to another piece of your bio that I loved was you co-founded the Music for Life Foundation, which seeks to bring classical music to those who can't access it through regular music programs due to social, economic or health reasons. Is this kind of another piece of um, working with youth and the public in your way? Absolutely. You know, when I attended the Yehudi Menu School, they would make us <laughs> visit hospices and schools um, and play for the children, play for the elderly. And at that point, when I was 13, 14, I did not really understand why we were being made to do that. But as I grew up um, and uh, I told my mother about those visits, she said, you know what? What you did in London, you should do in your home country because there's mm -hmm. a lot of need, especially uh, with the youth there, um, with the elders. Um, and so we started the Music for Life Foundation, my mother and I, in 2010. And we have that side of it. Then we have the more um, teaching side of it in which I bring um, teachers, uh, especially from the UK, which is where I studied. So we've had Florian Leonard, we've had Mark Messenger, who is the director of strings at the Royal College of Music, um, to give one one-on-one -on -one lessons to those children at the foundation for absolutely no cost. So I enjoy mm -hmm. doing that and I hope that as I get older I can do more of that work. I really, I love that yeah. so much. I mean, so many accolades, playing at Carnegie, playing at Kennedy Center, London, Geneva, all of the, all of these wonderful places that are just known for their, um, their promise to the arts throughout the world. Um, for the concert coming up on Saturday, how lucky is Delaware to have you? What excites yeah. you about what you're playing on Saturday? Ooh, for me, it's just performing with the Central Ohio Symphony and, and being back with Maestro Jaime Morales. This is an orchestra that has mm -hmm. been standing a strong for 44 seasons, and it really, mm -hmm. the honor is mine. So I really hope that in the coming years um, we can build a lasting relationship. And, of course, the Tchaikovsky Violin Concerto is a major work, and I'm sure mm -hmm. not because of me, but because of the composer, people will enjoy it very, very much. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. We are just so excited. I, I was reiterating to Molly before we got on air that um, this partnership with the Central Ohio Symphony as part of our Culture Pass program really just is a, a reiteration of the library's mission mm -hmm. of our promise for lifelong learning. Um, and it really yeah. starts with youth. And so we're really happy that this is a, a mutually exclusive ben or a mutual beneficial mm -hmm. relationship between us. Right. And it's part of our mission, too. You know, yeah. it, it's more than just playing concerts. It's, it, our mission really is engaging the community through music, and that's yeah. this. That's what the whole purpose is here. You know, we have Aisha to play the concert, but we have Aisha to be in the community and to mm -hmm. do things in the community. And we, we try to do that with every concert that we possibly can. I know we've loved having you come out to the libraries with your ensembles. I To this day, I was standing next to the chickens when they were at Ostrander. We had the little baby chicks, and Great. they were singing yep. along. It was yep. the cutest thing I've ever it seen. It was, yeah. And we, I think we visited all of the libraries. I think you did. Other, except for the main library. I don't think we were there, but we'll, we'll, we'll get work them next on that. year. Yes. We'll work on yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been really, really wonderful. Um, Warren and Aisha, thank you so much for visiting us. Again, the concert is the Central Ohio Symphony. It is tomorrow, Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Yep. Um, if you want to take advantage of this culture pass, it's the easiest one that we have. All you need to do is either have your youth show up with their library card um, or call the symphony office That's for their right. free ticket um, and then tell them how many adults they have coming with them, one or two. And if <laughs> yes. you need a library card, just pop in. We yeah. make it really easy to get your card. You can even 
do your sign up online before you get there and we'll have a card in your hand so you're ready to go. Maybe we should do a library card sign up at the concert. Ooh, Ooh. we could definitely do that. that. Like a little iPad or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you too thank so you. much. This has been really wonderful. I can't wait for tomorrow night. And um, listeners, stay tuned. After the break, we'll be talking about I have a scary book. Oh, I have a historical book. Here we go. All right. We'll see you on the <laughs> other side. And you're listening to Off the Shelf on My 96.7, sponsored by the Friends of the Delaware County District Library. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Um, we just had a really fun interview that first half we of the really show. We really did. I loved it. If you're just tuning in, we're, we're flipping things up a little bit today. Um, we had Warren Heyer, Executive Director of the Central Ohio Symphony, and um, Aisha Castro joining yes. us. <laughs> um, who she was so lovely. Their performer. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really invigorated for her uh, for her performance tomorrow night. And her drive to be playing music is just beautiful. Her wanting to share that with as many people as she can. I love it. I know. It's good Good to have that like foundational mission behind like why you do what you do. Yes. Other than just beautiful music. So, so for the second half of the show now, we are going to do what we normally would do in the first half of the show, which is talk a little bit about books. I love talking about books <laughs> any day of the week. What, what do you got? Well, I just finished a book. So fun fact about a lot of my reading. My mother's in like three book clubs. And her sisters are in several book clubs, <laughs> right. and they all think I've read all of their books. So a lot of my reading either comes from wanting to read opposite of their book clubs, <laughs> um, and that's where you get all my cozy mysteries or romances, mm-hmm. or I'm reading the really great things they love. And my Aunt Marilyn has a favorite book club book that she has read this year, The Personal Librarian by Marie Benedict mm-hmm. and Victoria Christopher Murray. I've heard good things. I have really enjoyed it. It's interesting. I love, I am, um, if anybody ever friends me on Goodreads, uh, spoiler alert, I give everything like a four or five. I am not a picky reader. Right. Um, I guess that's fair for the listeners to know. I'm not a picky reader. I just really enjoy people being willing to share things. But this book drew me. And of course, this is about a librarian. So got me right there. But this um is the story of Belle DaCosta Green. Belle DaCosta Green was J.P. Morgan's personal librarian. She built J.P. Morgan's library. So this is based in actual history. Neat. But Belle had a secret. Belle was passing as white when her family was of African-American and African descent. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a plan her mother actually made to help her children. Mm. And... This gave Belle so many opportunities. The story, though, takes her through sort of the struggles to kind of start her career, getting in with J.P. Morgan, fighting to buy all of these expensive books, getting in there with men. I mean, what she did as a whole is just this amazing collection, being part of opening it up so that scholars could use the library to do their research, and it wasn't just J.P. Morgan's. You go through her personal life, too, the struggles she had. Her father was actually a fighter for civil rights, mm. and her parents really split and disconnected the families to protect Belle and her siblings. So there was this whole separation there as well. There were um, romances that, of course, this is historical fiction. They had a lot of fun sort of playing with what could have been with other mm-hmm. um, characters during that time. But as she grew... Her passion for her advocacy grew, too, and the struggle of not being her true self, but also the things she was able to do by not being her true self. Um, So it really leaves you uncomfortable at times, sad for history, um, wild and amazed at this brilliant um, 
person who could get into society as well as the library world. She fit completely into the society of the time. So this book is a must read, in my opinion, the personal librarian, Marie Benedict, who's really known for his, her historical fiction. Right. But she wrote this with Victoria Christopher Murray. And if you listen to the audio, definitely stay for the interviews at the end. Oh, fun. I like when they add those. It was. It's interesting because Marie Benedict, Benedict normally doesn't work with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Or if she does, they're really in her her line. Yeah. And hearing the writing process during COVID, during all of this as well, really added to the entire story for so me. So historical fiction, but J.P. Morgan really did have a his own library. He really did have his own kind of curator of that. And her name was Belle DaCosta Green. Yeah. So This is just... We don't know her thoughts. Some elaboration. Some elaboration, but right. she also added these amazing stories. Nobody knew the secret till later. Mm-hmm. And J.P. Morgan's family had an interesting history. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. They had an in- interesting history as well. I'm being very careful not to tell you any of the major spoilers in this, other than she was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. So the personal librarian. The personal librarian. Well, as I teased before we went to break, my book is a horror book, so I'm a little a, a dun, couple dun, dun. a couple weeks behind from Halloween, you know. But <laughs> I, I just got it on audio. Um, there was a little bit of a wait for it. Um, this is by one of my favorite. Um, authors of this genre named Josh Mallerman. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, it's because he wrote Bird Box, which was oh, made into yeah. a movie which is now on Netflix starring Sandra Bullock. It had a follow-up that I've also reviewed called Mallory. Um, it's just, he he does a really good job. The thing I'll say about Josh Mallerman, which is kind of funny, is when he does a good job, he does a really good job. When he does a not great job, it's a really not great job. Yeah, <laughs> you can kind of get it that way, and and I think his I think his other um, fans would agree with me. I don't think I'm I'm out of line saying that. Uh, but this book that I'm talking about today is called Pearl, and mm-hmm. let me set you a scene. Set me a scene. Set you a scene. We are um, on Walter Koppel's uh, farm, and we have a large pig pen, and in the they they. I mean, they're pigs, but they're they're hogs. They're big, you oh, know. Oh, pigs can be mean. Yeah, they make them look like they're all cuddly and snuggly. But I mean, the little teacup ones for sure. But, those definitely are. But the big ones, the hogs, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're looking at this uh, this pen of pigs. Um, all are you know about the size that you would see at like a fair, um, but one is much larger than the rest. Um, he's a black and white, and he's sitting almost on his hind haunches uh, with his front. Paws kind of limp in front of him. His head hooves. kind of. I think that would be. Did hooves. I say paws? You said paws. I'm sorry. Hooves. Now I'm picturing a half cat, half hog. Just <laughs> no. so you know, you're making this cuddly again. No, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> hooves. His front hooves hanging in front of him. Um, his head kind of pointing towards the sun. Um, one eye appears lazier than the other. The other eye is closed, and his mouth is at a slight grin under Ooh. his snout. His name is Pearl. And uh-huh. the reason that his name is Pearl is because um, under his lazy eye, in the blackness, the white of his eye that you can see resembles that of a pearl. Ooh. So what we know of Pearl is that everyone feels uneasy when they're around him. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, he's much larger than all of the rest of the pigs because he obviously hasn't gone to slaughter yet. Mm-hmm. But why? Maybe he has some reason, maybe he has some way to communicate with the farmer that it's not his time yet. Maybe he's planning for when it will be not his time, but perhaps the farmer's time to go to slaughter. 
This is like a really dark uh, Charlotte's Web. Uh, oh my gosh. I read a review on Goodreads and they said, uh, which I don't hate me. I didn't read George <laughs> Orwell's um, Animal Farm. Oh. I have I know I haven't read it. I'm sorry. That was that was a light, that was a game changer it, for it me. That's when I was like sci-fi. Yeah. This is my world. So, you know, I basically a review that someone read, but I know the concept well mm-hmm. enough cuz it's in, you know, the American tome. But the concept is is that if the pig on Animal Farm didn't take it far enough, yeah. Pearl's taken it farther. It is. It is now. It is now time to go farther. Uh-huh. Um, actually, what I've learned of this book is that it's a re-release. It was originally released in 2019, called "On This the Day of the Pig." So a little um, harder to say. Yes, this one is Pearl. I think it's a better title. And um, yeah, the the other thing that I'll match in is that um, Pearl has a way to see the unseen, to speak the unspoken, and to kind of um, maybe telekinetically put some thoughts in your mind. This is a very, very dark book. Um, it's very gory. It's very horror. Um, uh-huh. So hopefully I've given so you... So this is not for the uh, light of heart. No, no, it's not a light. It's not a light, scary um, horror. It's a it's a heavy, dark, gory Yeah, not horror. like the yeah. cozy mysteries with witches that I occasionally <laughs> read. Not at all, not at all. So this is Pearl by Josh Mallerman. So, Love this. Yes, you will you will enjoy it, I think, um, if you like horror. So, I do. I do like horror. Yeah, we have a couple <laughs> minutes to yes. talk about some of the things that we have upcoming at the Delaware County District Library. Um, again, continuing this Saturday at the main library is our NaNoWriMo write-in. NaNoWriMo! Um, it's all day long, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the main library. We have the community room set aside for you. That'll be this Saturday and the rest of the Saturdays in November. you back here in the November writing month. That's right. Um, we also have coming up a couple book clubs this week. Carrie's is reading The Maid by Nita Prose. Oh, I loved The Maid. Did you? I did. I really, really did. Good. I didn't see where it was going. I believe that's the one that has a character named Molly in it. And Always I don't good. mind reading books with my name in it. <laughs> Especially actually, when they're nice characters. My Goodreads shelf actually has Molly's. Molly books. Yeah, yeah. I have Molly books in it. So. And uh, Harla's Book Club. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we can say this. This will be one of so. her last ones if before we get in she... trouble, I apologize. Right. But... <laughs> one of the last ones before she retires. It's going to be... I'm trying not to accept that fact. Yeah. But it is. And she'll be... Loved. Really, We're really all loved. struggling with really, this. Really We're so happy for her. Her last day will be Friday, December 2nd. She's having a gathering on the mm-hmm. 1st, but please stop by anytime please that week by. in the Ostrander branch um, or come and see her Tuesday, November yes. 22nd at her book club at 7 o'clock. They're reading Have a Little Faith by Mitch Album. Oh, that'll be a good. Yeah. That'll be a good one. And my final reminder, uh, this is coming up on Thanksgiving week. We do close early at 5 p.m. Yes, on we Wednesday do. and we close all day on Thursday. So go celebrate, have a wonderful time, and then see us in the library after the Thanksgiving holiday. And you know, let's just throw out real quick, you may have gotten a weird email yesterday <laughs> right. saying that you have an overdue book that you returned a really long time ago. Yeah. We just want to let you know there was a mistake in the in the computers that prompted those. Just ignore it. Ignore it. Yep. You, you're fine. We're wrong. Trust me, we still love you. There's no problem. Yeah. That we're, was that's on us. We fixed it. We promise. We're wrong. You're right. We're sorry. And <laughs> we're so sorry. Forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, Molly. Always love being here. Thank you, Gage. Yeah, of course. I'm so glad you got to see that rocket. I know, finally. <laughs> finally. And um, have a wonderful week, listeners. We will see you in the stacks.